Welcome to the Fit40 Podcast, where we take all the confusing, conflicting fitness and nutrition information and break it down so that you can live your healthiest, strongest, most energized life. I'm your host, Brian Fitzsimmons. Let's get it started. guys welcome to the first episode of 2023 welcome back hope everybody had an amazing new year and to i don't know if anybody caught it from the last episode i did i shared with everybody that last year you guys helped this podcast become the top 15% in the world of the most shared podcast which is just incredible and i only have you guys to thank and i'd love to keep that momentum going so if you find this episode and the other ones going forward helpful make sure to share it with friends and family because this information is for you guys to live your best life so it's never a bad thing sharing good information with people you really do care about but that being said let's get into it we're going to kick this year off with uh like one of my favorite topics, which is the top things to avoid because there are a lot of scams out there. There are a lot of people trying to mislead you just to make a quick buck. So the only way to beat those people at at it, not at their own game, the only way to beat these scams and everything is through education. So here are my top nine things to avoid so you don't fall for any of their crap. Okay. Now let's start it off. This is in no particular order. Um, I kind of just went on a walk before this and I was jotting down like, what could I talk about? Like, so it's all kind of in ADHD order. So, so number one is the perfectionism mindset. Now this isn't necessarily a scam or anything, but it's just that fallacy that most people have when they start a fat loss journey or a fitness journey or anything like that. And basically expecting themselves to be perfect right out the gate. And that's just not realistic. It never happens and it never will. So why put yourself in that negative mindset? All that matters is that we're getting better every single day. That's really the goal in all of this is to improve your life one step at a time. So there's like an old saying, I don't know where it came from. I don't know if it's a proverb or anything, but basically the story goes, there's a guy in the woods, crazy fog, can't see anything in front of him but he's with a buddy and he asks him what can you see and he's like nothing and he look and he's like look down can you see can you see the next step and he's like yeah i could see that he's like good take the next step and that's all you got to do all this this journey is is this gigantic forest that's foggy you don't know what's going to come but you can usually see what that next step is so just take one step at a time and eventually you will get to where you want to go number two is going extremely low carb right away. I mean, we've seen enough people lose weight on keto and then gain it all right back. So if you want to be in the majority of people that see success for a long time and you don't want to be in that, um, or sorry, if you want to be in the minority of people that see success and, and keep it for a long time and you don't want to be in the majority of people who lose a ton of weight and then gain it all back, don't go into that just thinking, oh, I'm going to cut all these carbs out, especially if you're the type of person who enjoys pizza, pasta, uh, sweet treats, like anything like that, chips, anything like that, because those foods are going to be staring you in the face, especially if your family enjoys them and always has them at home. So don't make life harder than it has to be. You can get 
all the results you desire while including carbs. And there's even some studies that suggest that it's even better to include carbs because one, you get better workouts from it. So even though you are ingesting more carbohydrates, you're able to put out more effort, which burns more calories. And on top of that, it increases adherence because when you can enjoy your carbs, you actually enjoy the foods that you're eating, which improves your adherence to the program. If you stick with it, it's going to work. Any program you do, if you stick with it, it's going to work. So the science is in the compliance. If you can do something that makes it easier, do it. Eat those carbs, love your life, and get the results all at the same time. You can have your cake and eat it too, I promise. Number three is don't go super hardcore on the workouts, especially if you haven't worked out in a long time. Now, a lot of people, 1st of January or whatever that first Monday is, hit the gym and they're like, oh, I got to make up for it. I've been such a lazy sack of shit. I got to really kick my ass and really like punish myself for the last year that I just took off. That's possibly the worst mentality to go at it because one, we're creating a negative association with the gym and and exercise in general, seeing it as a punishment instead of like a reward and trying to make your body better than it is, improve your health and other things like that. And number two, it's going to wreck your body. Anybody that's done like a really hard program, the first day is the worst. That's usually what, like when I used to train people in the old gym that we did, sometimes people would get wrecked by that first workout and we adjusted and got better, but the saying was always, oh, the first day is always the hardest. And 99% of the time, that's true. It just depends how hard you make it. Now, when you're a beginner, you don't need to go super duper hard. Or if you took a lot of time off, you don't need to go super duper hard on that first day. There are studies that show like when it comes to one rep maxes. So that's like how much you can lift if you only did one time as heavy as you possibly can. Now, a lot of people think based on that one repetition max, the closer they get to it, the better the results are going to be. Not necessarily. When you're a beginner, you can get really, really good results from lifting 50 to 60% of that one rep max for like a, a rep RPE of like a five or a six, which is basically like a 50 or a 60% effort. So if you're just getting in there, feeling the weight, Getting to that one set where it feels a little bit heavy and then you call it a day, you're going to get a ton of benefits. You're going to feel a lot better. You're going to recover a lot better. And it's going to set you up for success way more than any of those hardcore workouts that are punishments or just stroking the trainer's ego. Um, number four is doing just cardio for fat loss. Again, this is one of those things that has happened year after year for like 30, 40, 50 years. People think, oh, cardio equals fat loss. And a lot of people lose a lot of weight on cardio and then gain it all right back. And with cardio, that's not even, uh, we're not even talking about fat loss here. We're talking about weight loss. And that's a big, big difference, especially when it comes to cardio versus strength training. Now, when you lose weight on cardio, yes, you lose body fat, but you also can potentially lose lean muscle. Or if you don't lose lean muscle mass, you can cap out on lean muscle mass. So what I mean by that is like, let's say you're doing uh, like 10 miles a day or something crazy like that. I don't even know mileage. I'm not a long distance person, but for some people that's nothing. But let's say you're doing 10 miles a day, you're sticking to a calorie deficit and you lose 
20 pounds over time. Let, let's say you lost like 20 pounds and 10 of that is fat, 10 of that is lean muscle tissue. Now, when you do strength training, the percentage is way different. When you do strength training, because you're working the muscles and you're not only maintaining muscle, you're possibly growing muscle, then the majority of the weight loss comes from fat. So when you do strength training, it would be like out of that 20 pounds, maybe 18 pounds or 19 pounds of that was fat. And then the other one or two pounds is muscle. And when, because when you go into running, your body only adapts so much when it comes to body fat and muscle mass. Cardiovascularly, it can continue to improve and it's great and it does have a value there. Like I love including cardio in programs, but it's not the main course, it's the side dish. Because when you only do cardio, you only need a certain amount of muscle to get the job done. That's why when you see people in the Boston Marathon or the New York City Marathon, it's never a jacked person winning the marathon. It's always a really tiny person and they're usually not shredded to the gills. There's always like a little something like a little pouch still there because for running that's super efficient. You want a little bit of fat to pull from when you're doing these really long distance runs and that's just your body doing its thing. When it comes to um, any exercise that we do, our body is always going to get more efficient at it and efficient is the opposite of what we want to do when it comes to fat loss. Because when you're efficient, you're really good at conserving energy. And what is energy? In one form, it's fat. So you're really good at keeping it on. Now, in running, you're doing the same 